0: Right, uh, Welcome back to the Basketball Champions League Coast to Coast podcast with you from Germany. I'm David Hein, and uh, with me is my trusty co pilot on this adventure, Igor Djurkovic in Croatia. Igor, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, doing fine. Ready to talk about some basketball and about the champions and about the league.
0: Yeah, uh, and uh, a lot of excitement. Uh, Saragossa doing Saragossa things. Um, and uh, a couple other uh, teams, a couple surprises here and there. So it was a pretty all around, pretty positive and and fun, entertaining week. Uh, our busiest week of the of the season so far, with some of the makeup games after uh, the post moments. Um, let's let's start off with uh, the the f- week four standout performances uh those the top five players uh formerly I guess team of the week. Uh we had uh we had um Jace, we had JC Harris from Holon for his performance against Cholet uh Olive um Olivier Trefontaine for Ostend against Burgos, Ricardo Viscante Brindisi uh against Dasha Faka. and then we had Tayshon Thomas doing his thing for Jerusalem against Lamosh and Martinez echodas for Ritas against in the win over Strasbourg. Anybody you think that kind of had a case to kind of get in there? Um, Well,
1: probably because we had twelve games or how many? So there were a lot of guys certainly felt like they could have been on the team of the week. One person that stands out is, of course, Dylan Ennis, because he played a magnificent fourth quarter. He was the one who led Zaragoza all the way back to tie the game and finally took that game-winning shot with .9 remaining. So he probably felt like maybe he could have been on the team of the week or team of the game day, as you want to call it.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe Krister Sorkis as well uh, for for his performance against... um for Favriga and there went over Peristeri, uh, but in general, uh, pretty good, pretty good group of, of players uh, on the uh, with the standout performances. Um, I- Igor, you have your your rankings uh, coming out on Monday on the the website this week. Uh, right now, there's also my homegrown pr- uh, feature on Carlton Dimanche, the young guard talent for Cholet. Uh, our interview this week is with uh, Gaspar O'Korn o- o- from Falco Sympathie. Uh, fun chat with him about uh, Hungarian basketball and uh, some various other things. So uh, looking forward to that one as well. Um, why don't we jump into the into the, the week of action? And let's go group by group um, in that order. Galatasaray uh, getting their first victory in Ninety-one, eighty-one over Bakken Bears. Um, obviously, uh, the this Galatasaray was coached by the assistant coach uh, after after um er- 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 was 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 uh was sacked. Um, no replacement has been named yet. Bakken Bears a ten-point lead after uh, after the first quarter. Um, it's gonna probably be like this uh, a lot, huh? That they're gonna be. Um, that they're going to be you know, having maybe surprising teams at the beginning and, and with their good effort and then uh, just kind of uh, not having enough, enough firepower and everything else experience uh, to get the job done uh, against the Galatasaray, Galatasaray team that's kind of in turmoil, huh? No?
1: Yeah, I mean fucking played a similar kind of game against Tenerife, but they were blown out at the end. And this one they kind of hung in there mm-hmm. for a long period of time, but uh, at the end, it was just too much firepower because with all the issues that Galatasaray has right now, they still have the individual talents like RJ Hunter, who went for 19 points off the bench, Brock Bottom, 17 points, uh, Daryl Macon played a really good game, 13 and seven assists and five rebounds. So it's basically just the elite level of talent that they have that got them through because it, it wasn't the most beautiful game in the world. just. Felt out of rhythm for Galatasaray most of the time. And then once they finally hit a couple of shots, they managed to win a game. But in the long run, just 10 points against the plus 10 against Bakken, it could be troubling for them in any case of a tie because you know that Tenerife blew out uh, Bakken person on game day one. And the chances are that Sassari are going to do the same in the next game.
0: Yeah, um totally agree. Uh Group B, we had a game day 1 uh makeup with Nimburg taking down Tofas Bursa in overtime 96-93. The uh, uh lost a lost a uh 16 point lead. Uh, you know, this is a pretty good Tofas team. Beck Ogulu really had a had a had a fantastic performance. Um but you know, this is probably more the Nimburg team we expected. Uh, Than that opening game uh, opening game uh, loss that they had?
1: Yeah, Nimburk are certainly a team that's going to get even better because um, Retino Bassohan just joined mm. the team. He's already there with 19 points and seven assists off the bench. And like, how many more games do you expect Jarek Harding to stay scoreless and shoot off seven? So they still have enough firepower, but I really wanted to say a couple of things about Wojtek Ruban because he's turning into a superstar. like He's now putting up numbers like 17 and 10, and nobody like even Bates and I, because it's just the kind of stuff that we're used to.
0: Mm.
1: And it, it's amazing, because he is probably, right now, the way he's playing, one of the best players that we have in the league, and he's playing for his team, and Czech Republic is not playing abroad. And just an amazing thing to see that he stayed at home, and he... Trusted in the system, and basically, it's paying off for him. He looks like really, really the highest class of European player we have right now.
0: I think that's exactly almost how you how how you see it. You almost take it for granted. You know, you know, it's, it's going to be there. It's it's quote nothing special. It seems you know as as yeah, as, exactly. as as unfortunate for him as it as it is.
1: Exactly. I mean, like a, a couple of seasons ago, you would have had to do like a triple check how to spell Wojtek. Nowadays, <laughs> I mean, just you're so used to saying like, ah, oh, he scored in double digits. He scored 17 and had 10 rebounds. He had 26 and 25 minutes a week before. So, I mean, just a beast of a player and I really, really am happy for him.
0: Uh, moving on to Group C, we had uh, um, Halone knocking off Cholet, 73-63 in a game day one makeup. Uh, Halone going to one and one, and Cholet at zero and two. Uh, Halone the the best team, maybe the best team in in Israel from Israel in this competition. Uh, what you mentioned last week, um, and Cholet, yeah. Um, you know this is a this is a, a tough competition, and going to Israel to play a game like this is, is is never easy. Obviously, we mentioned C.J. Harris. Um, just never never really threatened. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Any thoughts uh, on
1: this one? Yeah, just just a quick one because uh, I'm not even sure where I saw it on Twitter, but one of the coaches said that everybody should keep an eye on Hopwell-Holon and what they're doing in BCL and Israeli League and the Balkan League that they're playing because they remind them like a European version of Houston Rockets, basically playing five out, everybody shooting three-pointers, everybody... Knowing when went to cut from the 45. They really, really have some ball-dominant guards, but still share the ball more than enough to get open shots. I mean, Tyrus McGee had six assists here, and CJ Harris has just basically scored 52 points over the first two game days, which is for a new guy in this competition against Ike and show that's amazing.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the other game was uh, also game day one, Ike uh, going 2-0, uh, against uh, smoky minsk dropping to a 1 and 1 with 95 69 um just dominance i would say um especially over the the final three quarters you know once Ike started to roll uh punished, punished minsk uh 5 to 12 turnover ratio but 22 to 3 points off turnovers any mistakes that minsk made it was automatic points uh, in this one
1: yeah i mean this is the difference between this Ike compared to the previous Ikes because Ike had a lot of games where they struggled against the uh, less competition and it doesn't happen anymore because even if some of the leading guys like Langford and Zizis have a slower day, then Upsteps steps Matt Lojewski hits three-pointers in a hurry and you're done. <laughs> this, is, this is the difference because Ike Needed all those clutch shots in the previous years. They don't need them anymore because they're blowing out people.
0: Definitely a, a title contender. And uh, this one didn't... didn't uh, it was impressive that they that they didn't... Like you said, they they didn't let up at all and, and didn't let them back into the game. Uh, over in Group D, like we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Saragossa doing Saragosa things, uh, moving to 2-0... and uh, against Nizhny Novgorod 0 and 1 78 75 um Dylan is doing his thing with the uh three pointer uh basically at the at the buzzer uh against an undermanned Nizhny team uh only came only with uh went to Spain with only eight guys with all of their their COVID-19 uh problems um I almost had to feel sorry for 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 Nizni that they that they didn't have uh, that they didn't have those guys. You know they they had a thirteen point lead early in the in the third, and it was even nine in the in the fourth. Uh, but you know Saragossa just just you know never gives up. No.
1: Yeah. Happy for them that they finally won a close game like this
0: yeah,
1: right. uh, because it doesn't happen that often, only every other week. Like, uh, me, this is crazy. I don't think we ever had a case like this that they won a couple of games on the last last game shot. And I'm just really happy that Zaragoza are finally winning games because they started the season not so much in the Basketball Champions League, but in Spain has mm-hmm. been. Abysmal to say the least. So maybe a couple of wins here get them a chance to uh, improve their Spanish record. Uh, the one thing that I felt like is I, I don't have the numbers, but I think that this is probably a 538th game of Disney Novgorod losing at the buzzer or close to the buzzer. I mean, yeah. and every time they play some Spanish team, it usually something like this happens. Uh, I remember a game against Uka Murcia that they lost in double overtime. Similar kind of thing. The last game was a three-pointer to tie the game or win the game. Just gotta feel sorry for Coach Zoran Lukic.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, anytime, any, and again with with the the limited number of resources in this game, just made it that much more uh, you know that much that much more heartbreaking. Uh, moving over to Group E. Uh, pretty even group E. All four teams now at one and one. Strasbourg knocking off Ritas Vilnius eighty one eighty three, and in the other game eighty one eighty four. Uh, Fevri Fevriga getting the road win over Peristeri. Uh, I'll let you take whichever one you want to start with.
1: Um, you you had a good point about Ritas losing out by too many points against Peristeri at home because now that the group is tied at one and all, one and one for all of them, I mean, Ritas are at the bottom because they're minus 16 compared to plus 15 of Peristeri. And now you have to dig yourself out of the hole and that would be I mean, would be hell for them. Uh, one player that I really liked this week was Kyle Oldman for Mefrega and as his last name says, he can really do it all, man, because <laughs> I mean, just just the way he glides through air when he goes for his layups, so when he goes for the one-handed layups, never picks up the ball with two hands, just too fast. He's got a steady-looking stroke, so great pickup by Betriga.
0: I I'm still blown away how much an identity of a team can change over one season to the next. You know, you look at what, what Veverigia looked like last year and what they look like this year. Okay. Of course, players are going to change, you know, and everything else, but not even close. And, you know, that was the reason why whatever it was two weeks ago, I said, Rita's really, I think that they, they won't, they won't be able to, um, to dig, theirse- dig themselves out of this because, you know, Riga's going to be in all these games. They're going to stick with all these teams. You know, last last year they lost a couple of uh, uh, heartbreakers but you know uh this team uh, but they also had some blowouts uh they got blown out uh, a few times last season you know this team this Fafrika team is not going to get blown out um they're going to stick with everybody uh, you know you see that they can go and to Peristeria and 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 get a road victory there and you know dominate on the boards there 41 uh, 24 um and uh so yeah this is going to be you know uh and 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 you almost have. If, if you read this you're like, oh man, we only won by two points uh any win of course is, is super important, but uh you know a couple of personnel changes you know i i like um I like uh maurice Ndor, uh the senegalese big man coming in had had a nice impact, obviously Martinez acotas. Uh, His first game, he was unavailable. Their first game, and obviously that's you know looking back on on that big loss, it makes it that much more important. They will have Ryan Boatwright coming in probably for the next game uh, as a replacement for Demetrius Jackson and then over in Peristeri um uh, Palucas uh will be the new coach after they fired their their head man so um it's a group that uh you know just last week we were praising praising Strasbourg and uh and then they you know go and and lose at home with with really two dominant guys uh, Jefferson and 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 Colson uh taking 39 shots compared to 29 for the rest of the team you know that was uh okay i mean uh uh Brandon Jefferson and hitting, hitting uh eight of eighteen threes, but I mean eighteen threes uh that's that's a lot. So, you know, this was a, a thrilling a thrilling group and uh you know I I think every point um almost more than uh, maybe than any other group I think that uh, now go, you know looking ahead is gonna be that much more important.
1: Yep. Agreed. Uh
0: group F the only game was uh, right bed Bilbao basket uh, losing at home, 77-71 to Brose Bamberg. Um, Bamberg never trailed. They did have an 18-point lead, and uh, and the game was actually tied, but uh, Bamberg came through in the end. Uh, so, any notes, any particular things you you want to address on this one?
1: Yeah, so the game was an obvious sign of the lack of confidence that Bilbao have right now. They have only one win in their entire season both the Spanish league and the BCL and the first couple of plays of the game were wide open three-pointers for Dominic Lockhart of all the people in the world that like never leave Dominic Lockhart open, especially not when he's making all the shots to start the season he played a good game against Hamburg in the German league with three straight three-pointers, opened up this one with eight straight points and Just that feeling that you got when he made the first date, it was just, okay, this is a one-sided affair. And no matter what Bilbao did, you never really felt like there was going to be a comeback and that Bamberg were going to let this game slip
0: Agree. Moving to Group G, uh, I think they said to Group E, we take your one and one and raise you a major upset um, with uh, EOKEA uh, knocking off uh, tele- Turk Telecom Anchor 77-66 70, uh, uh, and then HOPO Jerusalem getting really the must win uh, ho- must win at home that we talked about last week, uh, 71 8175 against Limoges. again all four teams are one and one uh, I'll let you go first again on this one what what's your what's your favorite talking point on this one
1: um Igo Kear, kind of surprised turktelecom but at the same time not really because Igokea, basically uh, they have already established themselves as a tough defensive team and a tough presence uh, people that follow Adriatic League, you already know that they're 4-1. and one. Uh, They defeated Partizan, which is always a tough thing to do over here. And this 11-point defeat is actually the biggest defeat of the season for Turk Telecom. I think they already o- only had two so far. One was the one-point defeat to Dijon, and the, the other was five-point defeat to Anadolu Efes. So that kind of tells you a thing or two about Turk Telecom's composure since the season started, and It also tells you that the OK are here to fight for the top sixteen because they're right now they're leading the group. They're one and one but they're plus six because of their eleven point win. And at the same time, Hopwell really, really I mean, it must be a bittersweet feeling for Odet Katos because they had a chance to win this one by double digits.
0: But yeah, the two the two threes late, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was just about winning and getting off the mark and staying alive and it looks good for them right now
0: because they're in second place even though with just two games that Yeah, I mean Limoges was up was up by sixteen and then it was it was even ten points uh late in the third. Um and uh yeah you, you, you again, uh with every point being so important, those they had two um Limoges had two threes in the finals thirty five seconds. So you know that may come back to be huge uh for them uh, going down, down to the wire in this group, F- uh, final group. Um, I guess we're only one, uh, we're only one game from uh, having one on one, and for everybody as well, uh, the makeup game uh, between Brindisi and Burgos is still open. Uh, Burgos, we finally saw the the defending champions uh, go down then at uh, in in um, in Belgium, losing to Filoeste Ostend ninety nine uh, ninety eight, absolute thriller. And uh Brindisi taking down Tashafaka ninety two eighty one at home. Um, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes uh I like to say, you know what, just go and watch a game and and have fun doing it. And you know, just go and watch Ostend against Burgos. I mean, big uh, you know, eight eight points was the biggest lead for either team, twenty lead changes um, you know, back and forth, huge shots, uh, obviously, you know, going right down to the buzzer um, and, uh, you know, big, you know, big time performances from from big from players on both sides. And so what do you what do you have uh, from this group?
1: Um, It's <laughs> it's just amazing that Dario Giorgio is still in Ostend and not in the NBA or wherever he wants to be because this is a crazy amount of work that he has to do every single summer to keep the mentality, the winning mentality going on. And it's finally paying off for him in Europe too, because he finally reached the playoffs last season. And now he started this one with a bang. And the way that he composed this extended team is exactly the blueprint of what you need to develop players because Okay, Kevan, the prize, you have your double-double with assists. Uh, Sila, you get your highlight plays with the dunks, the putbacks, whatever. Marinakis, you get your first minutes and experience international basketball. But once you do that, you still have Jean-Marc Muema and Dusan Djordjevic to hit the big shots to win the game at the end. And now, now you're in a position that you have youngsters contributing and good minutes and uh, strong competition and they still have the winning feeling at the end that's the important thing because in a couple of years it's going to be K. the prize hitting that big shot at the end and some other ka will be growing up and playing his first minutes and Ostend. so the system that they have over there is just amazing and I'm a big, big fan of Dario Giorgio, not just because we share a citizenship, <laughs> but because of everything that he's doing.
0: Yeah. And and I, I think I mentioned it after the first game uh, as well with, with uh, the addition of Thomas Welsh. You know, that's, you know, uh, on top of everything that you just that you put it put in there, you know, you have Welsh that kind of carry that can carry the load on inside. And then you still have guys like Trefontaine, you know, that you know said, okay, well, you know what, uh, if 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 I'm open and and can hit my shots, all right, then you know that's uh, so. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm so impressed. You know, this was a this was a, a team that I, you know, they were they had some insane number of, of close games last season, uh, winning and losing those games, and and you know, anytime you have these close games, that helps that much more in 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 the development of of those players.
1: Yeah, and um, just another side note. What a great name to have for a guy who can shoot. And his last name is Three Fountains. Like, that <laughs> was perfect. perfect.
0: Uh, anything on the Brindisi game that you want to put in there?
1: Uh, just one stat for you. So in Italy, they played the Super Cup. Then they played the Serie A. And now they finally played the BCL. They already played uh, a bunch of games. And over their last 11 games, Brindisi are 10-1. and so keep an eye on that.
0: Yeah, I was a, a year a year early on my print-easy pick, I guess, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah at least this, this time they're going to finish in top four in their group.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's go to overtime. Um, so, stat of the week, I will let you start first.
1: I'm going to go with 11, and that's Damir Vlad's number of assists, and he dished out already double digits of assists in both his games, and he is the All-time leader in assists uh, in the Basketball Champions League. Okay, we're a young competition, but still, Tamir Tamir Blat is also young. (laughs) So, an amazing uh, achievement for a guy like him. He was doubted for so long in his youth career because of the fact that he has a a dad with a huge basketball name, but uh, it's never about the dad. He's really an elite talent, especially when it comes to passing
0: passing but that shot is just not working is it outside
1: yeah but he hit a big time
0: he did hit one yeah but some of those were really ugly um
1: yeah okay, but the, the thing with the shot is just stay stay with it yeah. shoot or shoot
0: you know, yeah, yeah yeah sure sure. Top.
1: and once he hits three three pointers in a game that's nine points and ten assists. <laughs> so yep. what do you do to defend it
0: Um, I'm going to go with 95.7, and that's the combined free throw percentage between Brindisi and Dashafaka, uh, 45 of 47 free throws. Uh, Brindisi made 27 of 29 and 18 of 18 for Dashafaka. So um, uh, don't send either of these teams to the line, 95.7. Uh, Did you know? I will take the first one on this one. Omar Cook um, had uh, 11 assists, had uh, zero points, did take one shot. And uh, the only other player to have at least at least uh, 11 assists and not score a point was Ostens Dusan Djordjevic with 12 uh, against against, um, Sibona Zagreb in January of 2017. So that's my did you know? And what do you got?
1: I did not know. (laughs) Uh, I I got Anthony Clemens of Igokea. He's looking strong. Uh, He's got an elite type of body. And that's probably because he was uh, all conference when he played football in -hmm. his second high school. He played football. pullback and safety and uh, basically that's probably the reason why he looks so strong and why he was always praised for his defense and nowadays I mean he had 17 and 7 so if he adds a piece of offense to that body and that defense he's going to be in this game for a long long time.
0: That's impressive uh, uh, on both sides of the ball uh, as, as someone who, who knows football so fullback and, and safety so that's pretty, pretty good. Um, I, let's go to the style section of the, of the, of the, uh, of the show, um, best Jersey, best uniform, uh, actually some, some pretty good ones out there. Um, and you know what, I, let's go a little, I, I want, I want you to start cause I want to, I want to see what you pick.
1: Um, for me, like probably not in this game. But I really like the Gokea jersey, which is kind of an old school it reminds me of the fifties kind of style of jerseys, but the way that it kind of blends to blue, it was impossible for me to tell who was playing when they played Turk which were all also in bluish colors. <laughs> so just just a tough one. But I really like that jersey.
0: Yeah, there's um there's a couple of ones. Um I I, I like the 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 color of uh, the color stripes on the Burgos with the towers. The only thing with that is that the towers kind of made it look like they were wearing suspenders, (laughs) Uh, the church towers uh, of the cathedral there in in Burgos. Um, But I think I'm going to go with, with, um, with actually this, I I like the, 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 the old school Limoges sort of, sort of yellow, yellow orange with, with the maroon stripes. Um, that was pretty classy. So, and, and, and even the, and there's even the 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 green Superman diamond whatever for uh, for Tofas. So, uh, BCL and the BCL teams are, are are pulling out some some nice stops uh, fashion wise too. Yep. Um, coach Coach of the week. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with with uh, with Johan Reich, Reich Reichers from from Rosa Bumberg. You know, we we talked in the preview uh, podcast how they start this season with two road games, and you obviously correctly pointed out. You know, it's a chance for them to grab two uh, two road wins, and uh, and that's exactly what they did. And and you know, the fact that they gave up the the eighteen point lead, they tied the game. You know, Bill Ball was 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 dominating the 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 rebounding nineteen to three offensive rebounds. You know, sixteen to two second chance points. Bomberg was turning over the ball eighteen turnovers, uh, but they were but the, the but he was able to you know sort of bring them back uh, uh, and and get them and get them you know this uh, obviously a super important victory on the road. So I'm going to go with with Reuters from from Bamberg.
1: Um, I actually have him for the same kind of reasons that you named, but the main reason why I have Johan Rikers as my coach of the week is the game management against Bilbao. Um, I think we can all agree that Tyler Tyler Larson is going to be the number one guy when it comes to guard positions in Bumper. He had a bad game. Mm -hmm. He was 0 for 5 from three-point range, uh, turned it over three times, just looked out of rhythm. So what Reuters did was amazing because he put on the responsibility on Bennett Hunt. And Bennett Hunt is 22 or something like that. And he kind of delivered. He he had a couple of big-time layups over the big body of Kingsley Moses and uh, kind of calmed the nerves of everybody. And even though when you look at the stat line and you see like, five points two assists uh, in 18 minutes 19 minutes doesn't look so impressive but probably the decision to leave Hunt in in the fourth quarter in the closing minutes uh, was the one that won the game for
0: Bamberg. they trust him he tr- uh, he trusts Hunt um, Hunt was actually the um, was with him in Göttingen last season uh and actually opened that uh season ending tournament in Germany the first game back um with 30, 30, 30 points if I'm not mistaken. Um and um and so he really trusts him. Uh, and uh so yeah it, it it was it was it really isn't isn't a surprise that that he's giving him that uh, that responsibility, um, really happy for, for, him to, you know, as obviously uh, uh, a guy who's, who's fought all his career with, uh, you know, with the size and all that, but uh, a, a guy that really, I like, all right. Overreaction Friday. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I guess it's my job to, to pick a team who's not going to make it into the, uh, to the uh, top 16. So this week it's going to be uh bill bow. Oh, and two at home, to, you know, two, Two losses, and uh, you know they they are down by uh, nine points to Kashiaka and uh, I guess only six points uh, against Bamberg. If you look at the that Bamberg, you know they had the eight point eighteen point lead. Um, so to get it down to quote only six uh, with Fortuna Bologna being the other team in the group, uh, just with an zero two team own uh, and start with both those games at at home. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Bill Bow. Uh, probably not gonna be able to make it now.
1: Hmm. I think that they're gonna finish the season four and two. Now that you said it,
0: <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh,
1: for me, I would go on and say that uh, Ike are gonna finish six and zero oh in their group, and they will not have a single point win. Like they're gonna single digit. To win, they're gonna
0: win every, by every 10, game, but double digits every
1: game, and gonna finish six and zero because I was really blown away with everything they
0: did. Yeah, really, that's that's probably not uh, not maybe not too far off. I guess maybe the only questionable one would be in halone but but yeah. otherwise, yeah, six and zero. All right, let's go to the uh, to the uh, interview of the week. Igor uh, made the made the uh, the. Interesting comparison uh, that Falco Simpati would is kind of like an emerging uh, Nimbuk from the Czech Republic, and I thought you know that's a great opportunity to talk to uh, a, a club that's really been fun to watch last season, and uh, and uh, so I went and talked to uh, Gaspar Orkorn, the head coach, and uh, so this is the interview with him, and uh, we'll catch you on the other side. Okay, so on the show this week, we have Gaspar Acorn, the head coach of Falco Simbatti. Um Coach, uh, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank you, thank you for your call.
0: Um, I, I guess the, let's just first start off with, uh, you You guys started the, the season with a pretty strong uh, 84-75 victory at home over Luplin. Uh, maybe Maybe how important was that? Uh, you know, starting the season with a with a victory, especially at home.
2: Uh, for sure, for sure, because the this year the Champions Leagues uh, groups are uh, only four teams, so it's only six uh, games in uh, each of groups. Uh, and if you want to do something, for sure, uh, you cannot uh lost at home. Uh, it's only three games on your course. And if you want to do something and if you want to, let's say, think of uh, some result, uh, is this let's more or less, you have to win at home. So, for sure, very important for us. And for sure, uh, Zaragoza and Nizhny Novgorod are, let's say, uh, high ranked in our group. Uh, so... Uh, Lublin is, with one word, must uh, game. So and uh, we did it. So I am really satisfied. So the, let's say uh, we are uh, in the stay in the race. I'm sure that if we lost this game at home uh, first with Lublin, that the door start to closing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, it, it seems you mentioned uh, Saragossa and Nizhny Novgorod, the other two teams. It seems. Uh, a really tight group and, and almost that every point not even every game but every point thinking tie breaks and whatnot um, are going to be so important maybe just what uh, what do you think it will take to, to for, for Falco Sympathy to actually get out uh, to, to reach the top 16
2: yeah this for sure we let's say uh, we are not favorite of this group for sure uh, like you said uh, Zaragoza and Nizhny are uh let's say more experience, uh, bigger names, uh, and uh, here we with we are uh, let's say behind this, and we were looking for opportunity. But you saw the game in, uh, a little not the same. The same like last season, uh, they changed the coach, and they won two games in Champions League. Uh, you saw with uh, last shot with. Uh, uh, last night uh, NSC and uh, in Lublin, uh, DJ Sealy. Uh, but this is the quality, you know, they never give up. Uh, you think that they are totally out, that they are on the knees, but on the other side, this is so big quality of Broussinho, Benzing and company uh, that you never know what will happen. So for, for me, Zaragoza doesn't matter that also in ACP League, they are not, let's say, uh, shining like last season, but for sure they are uh, still for me the first uh, name in our group. And uh, Nizhny, we are we will try to do something here. And uh, like you said, every point will count. And at home, we are not uh, scared of nobody. We have this experience from last season and uh, we will go step by step. And if, uh, let's say, happened the situation or happened... Uh, Think uh, that we can, let's say, uh, uh, reach the top sixteen for sure. The one of the biggest success of uh, Hungarian team basketball for sure. But let's say, let's go step by step.
0: Step by step is good transition because you he brought up a lot of topics that I would like to talk about as well. Let's go a little bit about for people who who, who don't know much about you necessarily. You're from Slovenia. Yeah. You you coached at Olympia. Obviously, that's uh, you know so mm-hmm. much tradition with that club. You were also at Slovan and Helios, and also coached mm-hmm. at Rytas Vilnius in, in Lithuania, Ventspils um, uh, in Latvia, as well as Sarni and and Kozolin mm-hmm. in in Poland. Maybe who are some of your coaching role models? Uh, you know, we, when, we, when we talk to players, we always kind of talk to ask them about their role models as far as player uh, as far as you know players go. But maybe who are some of your coaching role models and how would you describe your coaching philosophy
2: huh uh yeah let's say that uh, uh it's a long way uh, now and uh on the start of everything uh, when everything starts uh, uh for sure the biggest influence on uh, let's say on uh, my work or let's say on my philosophy for sure has uh Uh, Sasha Filipowski, in this moment, the coach of uh, Partizan Belgrade. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was uh, uh, like a very young, uh, announced like a head coach of uh, Union Olympia in the moment when Olympia was uh, a standard member of EuroLeague. Uh, It was in uh, starting of 2000, uh, 2003. And uh, he bring me for assistant coach So here start more or less this uh, story. So I worked with him uh, two years. And after this, I go to Vilnius, to Ritas, who was also uh, a member of the Euroleague. uh, And I worked there with Neven Spahia, later Uh the coach of of Maccabi. And in the same moment, I worked... uh, like assistant coach in Slovenia national team when we when we tried to reach the Olympic game 2008 in Peking and I worked there with uh, Ales Pipan who has a really strong Slovenian national team with all Slovenian stars uh, with Russian Esterovic, Primo Primoz Brezec Lorbek uh, Lakovic and all company one of the best Slovenian generations so here let's say these three four years. Uh, built my philosophy. Okay, of course, every coach has something uh, own. Uh, but uh, mm, this is, let's say, the story when they start. And after this, I, from assistant coaching, after these three years, I let's say, jumped alone in the water. Uh, Olympia is more or less my my team. Uh, I'm, let's say, I can say that I'm child of Olympia, and I start there really young, with the 33 years I lead Olympia in EuroLeague, and uh, it was for sure uh, nice memories, uh, difficult moments, but uh, here I more or less uh, start my career, and that's it.
0: Um, you coached at, at coached either head coach or assistant uh, head coach um, in quite a few different places. What were your expectations coming to Hungary and Falco back in two thousand eighteen?
2: Yeah, uh, let's say uh, I always try to make a step forward. Uh, you know that uh, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy. A lot of good coaches. Uh, you also feel sometimes have some luck, uh, and you you uh, let's say maybe my the biggest uh, the minus is for sure that I never work with uh, some strong agency uh who can let's say a little better promote me so i always uh, still let's say i want to uh one season for sure spent and this is uh, let's say my goal uh or uh, in uh Bundesliga or in Serie A i think that uh, this is let's say my goal uh, i will try to do this uh, i will try to sh- to find a place there uh but uh, from Olympia, I go. Let's say uh, Ventspils was a powerhouse of Lithuania in the moments when I was there. Uh, also in uh, Poland, I lead. Especially Czarny Slupsk in the moment was for sure uh, one of the best Polish team. And uh, when I, in 2017 I bring, uh, I win, I won with Olympia. I won with Olympia title in Slovenia after eight after 8 years so Libya was not in mm-hmm. uh, yeah. with a small budget
0: right struggling here, a lot let's to, say more yeah. or less,
2: yeah totally totally uh, players on the bat uh, without money so i i come back and i i did it uh next season uh, more or less let's say was the the only the only season in my 20 years career when i fight with the management so it was only one option, that so that we part away. So I uh, left Olympia, and then the, in the same moment, uh, wife uh, uh, and the family go to Vienna, and uh, they are now living in Vienna. So I'm looking something what was close to Vienna, and that I will not be at home. Some new challenge. So and in this moment, Falco. Uh, I don't know, I don't know nothing about the Hungarian basketball before. I'm honestly nothing, Uh, but when we start to talk, I saw that maybe this could be the change. Let's say that I start from uh, somewhere uh, two steps down and that I try to build something. I saw a lot of space for move forward in uh, Falco. They were two times in the final of Hungarian. And they want to play also in Europe. They want to build. So three years ago, this story started, and I think that we made. In this moment, we can say that we we are doing well, and that we are uh, like I always said, step by step, we learn together and we grow up together. So uh, I hope. And I'm, I'm just a little satis- uh, not satisfied with this COVID situation that we cannot, let's say, move normal, but. Like i said uh, i don't know I didn't know a lot of, about Hungarian basketball uh but now let's say uh I can tell you that uh its uh, Hungarian league is not so bad uh the conditions are pretty pretty good, much better than in some other countries and uh if you are working with the budget, what we have uh, smart and that you let's say believe in this and that that also the people in the club want to learn something and uh, want to grow up and want to follow uh, let's say we have a team now in this moment who goes step by step and uh, i think that we can play for sure this level what we are playing now let's say champions league or maybe uh, also like this is the same level like euro cup
0: one of the, one of the things that you know that um, let's call it lower level teams. You know, it's not necessarily a big league, but you know, you you really need to have a strong uh, a, opposition at home um, in order to keep yep. up your level, so that when you play Champions League, you know, it's not, you know, you're you're you know, you don't have to, you know, you have to maintain consistency. Um, in in Hungary, you know the you know um, Shalonki you know they won 6 titles in 8 years. Mm-hmm. Alba was there um and they won the the, the two the two crowns um Sholong, Chinoki, uh beat Falco yeah. in the Hungarian Cup finals the last two years. Yeah. you yeah. You, yeah. you you seem to be Falco has, has seemed to you know establish itself um right there at the top. Uh you won the league in 2000 uh 1819 and then were uh, were leading uh when when covid hit um yeah exactly maybe maybe talk about um how you mentioned that it's that it's maybe stronger than other people what uh what you think about um the opposition that that Solonki and and uh and Alba are able to give to you and your club uh to keep up that level
2: yes but not uh for sure, you mentioned Alba and Solnok. I can tell you also about uh, Kermit, also, mm-hmm. let's say, our the biggest opponent. And for sure, uh, two more teams in the last two seasons uh, who are, let's say, in, uh, building this top six in Hungary. And I can tell you that for us uh, <laughs> uh, in the last two seasons, uh, whenever we played in Hungary, not at home, we have uh, difficult, difficult games. Tough games. Uh, everybody tried to beat us uh, this season, for sure. Six teams uh, built really strong rosters, and uh, now it's like this: that in this these six teams uh, also coming the players from uh, bigger leagues. Uh, let's say to Hungary. Every of these teams has some player who played last season or in uh, uh, Bundesliga or uh, some other things uh, or some other games. Uh, other teams, uh, uh, it's strong rosters. Uh, Maybe the advantage of Falco in the last two seasons, which was my, let's say, priority, that uh, I made a strong Hungarian roster. Mm -hmm. Like last season, I played with the four national teams, uh, non-national team players, uh, Hungarian national team players, this uh, season with three, uh, but important uh, national team players. And like you know, also the Hungary national team in the last two qualifications uh, for world champions and also for Europe champions are not bad they are more or less uh, playing really well and uh, for sure they will reach also the next Europe championship and uh, this is I think that this is the, the crucial the crucial advantage of Falco in the last two seasons. Uh, that we build a strong Hungarian roster and that we maybe spend some more money for uh home players good home players than for uh, foreigners uh, uh, also this is the key in domestic league and like you said if you want to do something first you have to be the first you have to dominate the uh, the domestic league and uh from this also let's say we are starting also from this and uh next step is that we show something in europe and uh i am i'm pretty sure that doesn't matter this this season is more or less uh, gambling uh <laughs> yeah. a lot of postpon- yes yeah, you know it's uh it's a lot of depends of luck uh uh we i don't know what will bring as a spring but uh for sure uh that Falco played two years uh, in the BCL, and that if we make a no- good and normal result in BCL, this will bring Hungary, Hungary, Hungary uh, let's say, even next year maybe the spot in the main draw without qualification. And this is important, let's say, for Hungarian basketball. I'm sure uh, that this spot is, let's say, uh, there, and we are. I'm really proud on this that. Uh, last season let's say for sure one of the biggest success that we go up uh from low ranking in qualification team we go through the true two rounds of qualification and then we are going in the strong group and that we have let's say on the table against Besiktas at home we have on the table top 16. okay not happened, but uh, we are learned from this and uh award for sure award for us was uh, this July when uh, when Champions League, when BCL put the teams who will go direct in the draw that we found ourselves there.
0: Yeah, That's you didn't sure. have to go through the qualifying uh, round.
2: Yes, exactly. This is for sure very important because then you can start to think a little more in the future.
0: You mentioned Europe, uh, Hungary basketball. They, they qualified for Eurobasket uh 2017. That was the first time since uh, 1999, yeah. um, and and in your qualifiers last year, you beat uh, the Romanian club Aradea by three points. You mm-hmm. needed overtime to get to the to the mm-hmm. next round, and then dominated Venchpiels actually uh, by by 24 mm-hmm. points um, to to make it to the regular season. And and obviously, you said how important that was. I I, I think probably one of the season the last season's highlights. Besides getting the home first victory, which is obviously you know so much um, you know means so much for the Mm -hmm. for the club, but but was knocking off Dijon, and I mean you look at uh, in overtime at home, uh, you know Dijon ended up finishing eighth. Uh, Maybe how big how big was that victory for for the club?
2: Uh, Big, big. Uh, Like you said, for sure uh, the the most difficult job and was Oradea. It was Mm -hmm. we were nervous. Uh, We know that we can for sure. Uh, did something in the qualification, and that we can go through. We have a goal to go on the main, on the main table. But uh, we were nervous at home. Uh, let's say we, we have some advantage in some moments, even more than 15 points. But uh, and then we totally collapsed in the some in one moments in the Romania. We totally collapsed and it plus at minus 20. Uh, For sure, one of the crucial moments was uh, last quarter or last 12 minutes uh, in uh, Romania, when we showed that we have quality and that we have also the character. Uh, We come back, uh, we we force the overtime and uh, we go through. And after this game, we understand that uh, we can play and that we can do this. So this was the... Uh, reaction against events uh, when we in the second game in uh, latvia more or less we like you said we dominate them we we go like a train uh through this and uh, later one uh, the biggest uh, win was for sure against Paok because was first mm-hmm. and uh, like you said dijon or brindisi dijon for sure the thriller uh, with Filipovic three-pointer in the last uh, in the last seconds
0: right, in right, overtime,
2: right. Uh, um, yeah. Um, uh, but at home we are uh, at home we are a really injured team and we play well. Uh, outside uh, we have to improve and we have to be more self-confident. That uh, also outside, let's say, we show something on the opponent court. But let's say last season Zaragoza was on the knees, like I said. You, uh, was on the knees when we played in uh, in Spain and uh, <laughs> uh, we lost on the same way like Lublin and uh, or, or like Lublin or like uh, Nizhny last night. Uh, but this is basketball. You have to play forty minutes and uh, that's it. But like you said, yeah, uh, nice times, uh, nice memories from the last season, uh, and we want to let's say to do something the same in this season.
0: Yeah, 1 in 1 and 6 on the road you guys were uh in uh, last season. Yeah, um the, exactly. the the team last season uh you know included Curry, Redick, Hook, H- Hooker Washington and and Filipoviti. Um you you brought in and all those guys are gone. You brought in uh, um Burinsma, Sirsi, uh, Milosevic uh mm-hmm. has just arrived and also uh Kenyan Anderson. Uh, and kept uh, the other core of the team. Uh, we'll, we'll come to the to the Hungarians in a second. In a second, maybe. How talk about how this team is different from the one you had last season?
2: Oof, yeah, uh, for sure, uh, totally different because uh, uh, I it was uh, you know the break start on the March in Hungary, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of time to prepare for uh, let's say for the next season. So we. Uh, but here was a one problem that I was sure and also everybody was sure that uh, more or less uh, all uh, uh, national Hungarian national team players will stay. So uh, Perel, uh, Varadi Benke and uh, Marko Filipovic. And uh, really late in the summer, Filipovic decided he will go to Pesaro because he has option in contract that he will leave us. And this totally changed. More or less everything what we are trying to do in the in the four months, let's say April, May, June, and July. So we have to make a plan B, but very quick. And uh, it's totally different team, if you ask me. I really want the Filipovic stay uh, for sure. Curry also like uh, Curry like a fifth foreigner stay, and there will be the uh, probably Evan Brunisma is not uh, or Milošević is not coming. So because the curry for sure last in the last two curry in the last two seasons uh, show us that he is a big uh, a big plus for our team defense really smart guy and uh, I really like him uh, i was his uh, opponent against uh, when he played in kirka uh, maybe he not shine in the telecom bond so so much uh, but in the uh, on other side, I want to change uh, for sure point guard, uh, but not that I don't like Hooker. Uh, he did a great job defensively. He was a, uh, let's say, more or less classic uh, uh, po- classic one man. I try to bring uh, uh, one who will lead this team and who will have a little more experience also for Champions League, and that he will be a little more offensively orientated and that uh, maybe he can do something also alone. and. Uh, when we find the Keyan Anderson, that Key and that Kian Anderson is also interested that he will come in Hungary, because this is not so easy, you know. We are mm-hmm. not from VTB League or from uh, Serie A, so we have to offer, let's say, not only good contracts, we have to offer also, or I don't know, Champions League, uh, some, uh, I don't know, that uh, from us he will probably find a better job next season even better, like because he will show himself, etc., etc., like we did with Reddick, or even Brunisma two years ago. This is the philosophy, and uh, when we find uh, Kian Anderson, I not think even more than five minutes. Um, I really want to bring back, uh, even uh, from uh, Beirut, uh, so this was for sure too big success, and uh, we fight for Reddick for the third year in a row, but for sure. Uh, the price uh, goes so high that we cannot pay this and we have to find, uh, let's say, the substitution and we bring uh, Cersei. So I think that on the end, doesn't matter that we come in the not, let's say, uh, very good situation with Filipovic uh, departure in the last moment that we uh, fix this, let's say, pretty well.
0: Um, Igor Jerkovic of the BCL made an interesting comparison last week uh, with Falco using the the Hungarians as as leaders. You, you know, uh, Perl, Varadi, uh, Benka. Yeah. Um, he said that Falco is is almost like a young Nimbuk uh, from from the Czech Republic, um, and how wow. they, and how they use all of their Czech uh, yeah. national team players. You've been in European basketball for a long time. What do you think about that comparison?
2: Excellent. Uh, uh, when I come in Falco, and when we won the first, uh, when we won the first title, uh, and this is no joke, uh, I come in the office and I spoke uh, with the general manager and with the owner of the uh, owner of the team, and I tell uh, we have to we have to look how Nimberg did it. And uh, they watched me and said, what you think, and said, this is the way for us uh how we can do, let's say, something uh, also, let's say, in Europe, uh, so to be the Nimburg story. And uh, this comparison is uh, exactly, let's say, what we try to copy, okay, on some different way, because I still think that uh, Nimburg... Uh, that teamwork has a le- still better budget, and they can do a little. Uh, they can do easier, maybe with this. But uh, we are close to do this. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, three, four, five, maybe Hungarian national team players plus, let's say, three or four, uh, four, uh, let's say, good, not excellent, but good uh, foreigners. And I think that this is the this is the formula. Uh, this is the. Uh, the way, and uh, I totally agree with the comparison.
0: Uh, Pearl and, and Varadi are, are actually from uh, Sympathie, actually. Um, exactly. and, and, and I want to ask um, in particular about the importance of this in the development of club, I mean, especially if you look at, at Pearl, who left Hungary for two seasons in Italy and then came back and then was also in Spain for half the season in 1819 mm-hmm. before returning. Um, maybe. For, for those who don't see him on a daily basis and what he does, how, how good is Zoltan Perl and, and maybe what could he do if he was at a bigger club elsewhere in Europe?
2: Yeah, very good question. And uh, I more or less, it's like this. Both of uh, Varadi and Perel are born in Sambutani. And you exactly know that uh, in this global world of basketball, when is uh, let's say uh, there is not any more foreigner? I'm foreigner. I'm not foreigner. I'm uh, from states. I am not. Uh, uh, I'm from Europe. Uh, more or less, uh, all rosters are mixed. Uh, it's really important in the, uh, that you have two uh, players for your hometown, and uh, for sure they are. Uh, they are. Uh, they are also. Let's say this is uh, one of the key of the our team. Uh, both are still young and uh, both are uh, let's say uh, very important in this moment also for the national team so we for sure this is uh, one of the most important things for Falco that we take care about these two players uh, and on another side you asked me about uh, Perl uh, about Perl is like this for sure first when when first time he went out in Italy this was too soon for him, and he uh, um, It was too. It was too. Too soon. And uh, second time, when he went to Estudiantes, uh, I think that there, you know how is. You go outside, and you have also have a little luck uh, with a coach, with the team, and something. And uh, uh, if you check the roster of Estudiantes of this season, you can see who played also on the parallel position. Later, they bring even the Gentile in the game, in the team. So it was not easy for Perl. And on the other side, he probably gave up, uh, gave up too soon. And uh, uh, for sure, the right decision that he came back uh, to Falco. Uh, and in the more or less uh, last season and a half, and now will be Let's say the second and half, if he, and he when he will stay till the end of the season, he for sure grow up. He grows up and he became the even better player. Uh, also, he's uh mental more uh, tough and uh, for sure one of the leaders of the team. And uh, this he, he showed he can sh- you can see this also in the serious game in the Champions League. And uh, I'm sure. And here I am sure that uh, Zoltan Perel can play on the higher level and in the higher level in Europe, uh, like physically and like a basketball. Uh, just uh, he will have to a little even be strong. He, he's now stronger mentally, like a two and two years and uh, before. But uh, here he has still space. But I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that he can play in the higher level even higher level in europe uh, the same i'm sure like filipovic showed this uh, in pesaro that he can play this uh, and uh, i'm sure for varadi and benke that both will uh, show show this uh, in some stronger league in the future i'm uh, this for this i'm pretty sure
0: after the club just missed the round of 16 last season what are the cl- expectations of this season? Obviously, there's the different format, uh, but maybe what are the expectations mm-hmm. yeah. going into this season?
2: Uh, you know, first was the group with the eight teams, and we immediately saw that uh, group is, uh, let's say, not uh, uh, the strongest one, if I, we are honest. Uh, for sure, there was a, there were groups who was uh, crazy uh, before, uh, we immediately know that Dijon, Zaragoza, Tofas. This is for sure strong teams. Doesn't matter that we don't we didn't know how the rosters of this team will look in this moment. Uh, uh, but after this, we said okay. Uh, Nimburg, uh, uh, Nimburg, Falco, Lublin, uh, qualification team, and uh, Nizhny Novgorod. Here we saw, let's say, for sure a chance to fight against uh, for top four, like last season. Uh, when the group split, it was uh, uh, let's say not easier and not more difficult because uh, but uh, expectations are for sure that we show, let's say same level of the basketball. Uh, it's the basketball very popular is very popular in the in Sombotelli. We have a lot of fans every game. Uh, So that we show this uh, same level of the basketball and on the other side that we silently again try to reach this top 16. But we are not under any pressure. Uh, Also in the team, uh, also in the club or in the management, Uh, they want to go like uh, like step by step. They want to be part of this, uh, let's say BCL, uh, we want to be part also in the future of some a uh, strong europe competition but we will not let's say uh uh putting the pressure and forcing i'm sure that the time will come like you said before nimburg uh also nimburg have to go through the his uh let's say uh child uh period or let's say like a children and they are after this grow up and uh bring even better even even excellent results also let's say like with the top eight in the team this season. So, but uh, like I said, we are not stretched the budget. We are more or less on the same budget in the last uh, two, three seasons. So, But I'm sure that uh, with me or without me, uh, if these things will go like this, if the people will think in this way like we are thinking in the last three seasons, the time will come also for uh result in Europe.
0: Um, you mentioned management uh, club president, uh, Georgi, uh, has, has been with the club really since it's very beginning. Maybe talk about his excitement, uh, his passion and his vision for the team yeah. and how that motivates you and your players to, to win games. Uh,
2: yeah, he, this is very, uh, more or less, uh, in Hungary, everybody know, uh, Yuri Grácer. uh, but for sure for Europe, he uh, an known person, but, uh, I'm happy that you ask about him uh but he's more or less he's uh he uh, falco is a child of y said okay uh starting i don't know forty years ago with uh, really let's say from nothing and built this uh, two thousand seven uh, first title and the only title before and uh he's all these forty years uh, the gen- the g m of the team with the big support of the city. We are more or less called the city club. Uh, down our owners are city. So this is also a big uh, 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 advantage. And uh, Grazie, 40 years. And uh, every game he's on the bench. He's, uh, he is really... I don't, it's difficult to explain with the words, but uh, he is living with one word for this Falco. And for this team, and uh, uh, on the other side, he's a smart guy. He more or less, uh, in three years, I saw him that he yelled or that he was angry maybe two times. Uh, Always he tried to, let's say, find a normal normal way to discuss. Uh, I call him even the diplomat. Uh, the nickname for from my side for him is a diplomat uh, and uh, on other side he gave me we don't have a classic sport director so more or less uh, he gave me the role that I am choosing that I am taking the responsibility of the roster and uh, for sure one of the most important uh, people in the in the Falco basketball is uh, GM Yuri Grazer, this is for sure, sh- and here is no question. Uh, and uh, he won, uh, he was really, uh, r- really happy when we won the second title and when we go to Champions League, and when he saw that uh, his team uh, can play also on the level like this, uh, that we can play uh, with a. With the let's say big names uh, of basketball, and here uh, this was for sure for him one of the biggest success. Uh, probably this is the last season uh, for our GM. Probably after this he will retire, and uh, I am really happy that uh, I am part of this last uh, moments uh, or let's say last three years, and that uh, success is here and uh whenever we did something great i'm happy also for him because uh uh he really uh just let's say old school of sport when he's a, he's a sportsman who is uh, living for sport he is not important only money or something like that but uh uh Yes, this is let's say Yuri Grachen
0: uh it sounds like a perfect way to close it uh coach. thank you very much for coming on the show and 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 giving us some some wonderful insight into the the world of basketball at uh, Falco Sympathy and also Hungarian basketball um good luck and uh and uh, w- it's always been fun watching uh this club the past uh last season and uh look forward to seeing the rest of the season for for you guys.
2: Thank you very much. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your invitation, and uh, all the best also for you. And uh, stay healthy.
0: You know, you've been in this competition. You've been with this competition from the very beginning. Uh, what do you think about what they've been able to do, Falco? Uh, you know, they, they, they. You know, he talked about the importance of getting that victory uh, over um, Oradea the Romanian team in the first qualifying round. And after that, that just gave them so much motivation, uh, so much confidence. Um, You know, they were, they were six and one at home last uh, five, uh, five and two at home, one and six on the road last season. And uh, what do you, what do you think about this, this club? And, and uh, maybe talk a little bit uh, more about why you think that, that, that this is maybe an emerging team.
1: I actually, uh, met Kasper Okorn when, when we were hosting the FIBA Eurobasket in 2009 in Poland. We met and, uh, after one of the games because uh, uh, he's from Slovenia and he was over there and he's a really, really great guy. Like, I can get, just by spending a couple of hours with him, I realized that the players can buy into his stuff because he's such a great communicator. And that's what I like, that he's still there, that he's found this way of uh, kind of, if uh, Falco are being the next Nimburg, then O'Korn can be the next Georgia. He can just establish himself as an elite kind of coach in Europe uh, with Falco. And as for them, the last season was a huge step for them because when you look at the game against Lublin, you don't consider it an upset anymore. You, mm, you see Falcons is winning this one, and that's another important step. And, and if they keep doing what they're doing right now and remain on the same path, and their sporting strategy or whatever they have, in a couple of years, that's going to take them all the way to uh, the playoffs, the final eights, the final fours, and potentially like th- this could be the... The way of surviving in today's sport, like you reach the big time events, uh, you play the big games, you earn some money, uh, maybe get a buyout for some of your young players like Zoltan Perl or whatever. So uh, I really like what they're doing because it seems like everything is so well planned in their complete
0: development and i know one thing that we've talked about a couple of times and you we both really uh we r- both really value is you know both Perl and uh um varadi are are from sympathy and uh and, and you can't you can't uh, underestimate the value of that um and you know they're they're you know they're bringing in their t- we're working on trying to uh develop some young guys uh, Benedict, um Kovacs is a guy who who went actually over to Monaco in France for the last two seasons and is now uh, back and you know they like him uh, maybe as a you know he was uh, he was saying maybe he might even be a, a national team player you know down the road uh, maybe not in the BCL this season just because he's he's still young and and obviously there's there's uh, you know pretty good talent ahead of him but yeah it's a it's a it's an interesting. It's interesting team to watch, a club to watch, and uh, so yep. Let's move to next week. We have uh, seven games uh, on the schedule right now. Uh, Let's hope that all of those seven games are played. Uh, We uh, maybe just uh, go and uh, what your thoughts are on on Tuesday. Three games on Tuesday. Maybe one game that you're looking at.
1: Um. I'm not going to say Tenerife against Galatasaray because I think that Tenerife are going to win that one by some margin just on the base of their recent games uh, both in Spain and Turkey. Uh, but just for the sake of the overre- overreaction Friday, I'm going to watch Ike and Xole and see if I can maintain the same kind of run and keep blowing out people.
0: Yeah, I'm. I am gonna use the the Tenerife Galatasaray and and mainly because you know they are trying to hunt down a minus twenty that they had against Asari and uh, um, you know and you you need they're gonna need to they're gonna need to to get a big victory here and um, and uh, you know Galatasaray. You know up uh, a little bit of upheaval now uh, are they gonna have a new coach by 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 then um, you know Tyus is new to the team so um, Wednesday uh, I'm going to say I'm gonna look at the probably the Burgos Brindisi uh, Burgos obviously had the tough the the thrilling game with uh, with Ostend and they're gonna have to. Uh, they're going to have to, uh, you know, hold home court and and pull to one and one, uh, and that is the only game in Group H. So everybody would be one and one if Burgos can get that win, and 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 obviously Brindisi would would absolutely love nothing else than to to grab uh, a a second victory, you know, and and knock off uh, Burgos. And if they can go to two and zero and send Burgos to to one to zero and two, that would be huge for the group. Uh, and then. Um, you know, with Ostend and Dashavak being the other teams uh, in that uh, in that group, um, what are you watching?
1: Um, probably the same game, but at the same time, I'm going to keep an eye on what Dijon are doing because mm. uh, they have a game uh, away at in, uh Bursa, and it could be a troubling game. But at the same time, uh, Dijon have lost only one game since September, and that was the semi-final uh, of the final eight when they lost to San Pablo Burgos. So, basically, since then, they defeated uh, Zaragoza, Portel, Portes, Keravnos, uh, Gravelin, Chalon, Nimburg, and they're going to keep on winning, probably. They still have a, a tough game in France this weekend against Monaco, so okay. they can connect two, then... You can just send the tickets to the final four
0: already. Ooh, yeah. I mean, depends on maybe on matchups. Obviously, injuries, but also matchups in the uh, in the next group uh, in the next phase. But uh, let's go for that. Um, all right. So, uh, any any final thoughts before we we close it off?
1: Um, I don't have any more thoughts remaining in me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just you know uh, hopefully all these games are are, are able to be played. And uh, that we can, uh, you know, keep, uh, you know, everybody healthy. Um, So follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Both of those are at BasketballCL. Like us on Facebook. uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get all of the the highlights and and the games are available afterwards. Uh, The mobile app, you can contact us at info at championsleague.basketball. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave comments. The website, Basketball and all the games are on livebasketball.tv. For Igor Jurkovich and David Hine, we'll talk to you next week.